Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again for another podcast this week to help everybody master your credit score and get the extra credit that you guys deserve. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm uh, doing well. Yourself? I'm doing really well, actually. I'm excited uh, to be back on the podcast. We took a couple week break um, following Thanksgiving, just trying to get everything organized here in the office. Uh, we got a lot of new developments coming up and also a lot of fun things about credit to talk about with you guys. So we are very excited uh, to complete our first year journey here at the Extra Credit Show. It's been a fun 12 months. Uh, this is our 45th episode um, and we're going to continue going into the new year. We're, we have a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, if you guys have been following us, you know that. We are wanting to give away a free credit repair process uh, for somebody, one of our lucky listeners who we feel deserves it. And uh, we've been looking for that, the right case, you know, the, the right story, the right person. Um, we've had many conversations on the show about is, you know, are you ready for credit repair? And we feel that just because you have a low credit score doesn't necessarily mean that you're ready for credit repair. This is true. You have to be prepared and you have to be willing to actually do what it takes to, to turn your life around, if you will. Um, and you know, not that everyone doesn't have good intentions, but some people just aren't in the position to do that. And, and right, you know, that's exactly correct. Very well said. It's just that, you know, um, the credit repair process begins when you're kind of like the financial storm is cleared, you know, mm -hmm. and you're ready to, you're financially stable and you're ready to, to kind of climb back out, you exactly. know, and climb up. And, and so we've been looking for that right story, the, the right situation where we feel we know we can, um, uh, have a good story to tell for you guys and document the journey for you. And we found, we found the listener. We've actually found her uh, a, a, a while ago. It just took us a little bit to be able to formalize everything um, and, and make it official. So it's official. I'm going to give the, the, uh, the honor of announcing uh, to Richard because Richard was the one that actually interviewed her. We held several interviews. I uh, talked to many of you guys that are listening. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, we're still here to help you guys and, and, and uh, helping you in your credit repair journey. Um, but for the show's purposes and documenting it, we're going to be helping. Joy Van Ochten from Michigan from Michigan. And that's so cool. That's been one of the more rewarding parts of this podcast is actually helping folks around the country. Uh, our practice is located in Bakersfield, California. And so we really kind of specialize in helping uh, Southern California consumers. We do have clients elsewhere, but you know, we would have never found Joy. Joy would have never found us if it wasn't for the podcast, especially since she's out there in Michigan. So shout out to Joy. Uh, thank you so much, Joy, for for reaching out to us. We think you have an awesome story to tell. Yes. We're going to be happy to tell it for you and document your credit repair journey. You know, it's just going to be really cool. Uh, so and that's what 2019 is going to have in store for the show is uh, an actual documented talking to Joy, Joyce. It's Joy Van Ochten. Joy, talking to Joy, um, bringing Joy to her in improving her credit score and then showing you guys that, yeah, what, what it takes, you know, what she's got on her credit report, what we're going to do about it and what her score was, where it's at, how's it moving, et cetera, et cetera. So it should be fun. It should be uh, transparent and allow you guys to follow along. And if you guys have similar situations to her, you, you can really you know, hopefully learn something and, and take a lot out of it. That's the whole point of the show is to help you guys understand credit, know what to do, know what not to do, and, and so on and so forth. So more to come on that. Um, but moving on, uh, this week's topic, we're going to focus on something um, interesting. 
being in the credit repair business, we're always up to date on what's going on with the three credit bureaus. And um, recently, one of them got sued again. again. <laughs> uh, but this one's interesting. Um, I thought this one brings up a lot of technical points from a credit reporting standpoint that I think would be interesting for you guys listening uh, to understand. So this is a lawsuit that recently was filed against Equifax. And the header of the lawsuit again. is... Again. Again. <laughs> And the header of the lawsuit is that a consumer goes after Equifax and Navient for screwing up his credit report. Now, Navient is a big time student loan debt servicer. So yes. if you have student loans, you probably owe Navient the money. They're the ones servicing and they're the ones who you're making the payments to. So did you, I shared this article with Richard earlier. Did you get the gist of it? Like what exactly is happening? Well, basically... Uh, the consumer is not suing not only Equifax, he's suing Navient as well. He's suing them both because they have been misreporting information on his Equifax credit report for several months, even after he was attempting to have it corrected. Yeah. the That's the gist of it. That's, I mean, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, but in this case, it's it's more egregious because he actually sent them the proof. Uh, for example, um, Navient, if I'm not mistaken, the dates exactly were about June of 2016. Uh, he had student loans. They were paid off. He 13 separate loans. 13 separate loans. They were all paid off. Zero money owed. But Navient failed to update that information with the credit bureau, Equifax specifically. So the consumer decided, okay, after several months of still having this being misreported and my score being affected by such, I'm going to contact the credit bureau. The credit bureau still didn't correct it. So then the consumer went to Navient to get the statements showing that all his balances were at $0 and he sent that balance, those balance uh, statements. statements to the credit bureau Equifax Equifax still failed to partially correct. It showed that the loans were closed, that they had zero money owed, but that there was still pending payments of X amount for every single loan. That's a weird, um, that's a weird case. So uh, certainly this consumer paid off his loans in mid 2016. Mm -hmm. And it specifically says that both Experian and TransUnion updated the reporting to correctly reflect the loan status. Yes. But the suit says that Equifax failed to update the plaintiff's accounts to reflect the payoff and closure of the accounts and instead continued to list each of the accounts as open with a monthly payment and or a balance. Temporarily. And so that that's what happened. So the, you had, and this happens all the time, guys. So when you see a credit report and it has different scores, they have a three bureau report and you have three different scores. It's likely because there's different information on the three bureaus. Like one bureau has something different than the other. And this is a very good example of one bureau has one account paid off and the other bureau says you still owe it, right? Which one's right? So I think what's so frustrating with this is that Equifax, um, continued to report a, a monthly payment owed um, even after several attempts to have that corrected. And I think that that's, that's so in, when, you, when you're talking about credit repair guys and you guys, if you guys have disputed something on your credit report, most of the time, the nature of the dispute um, is that the, the credit bureau receives your dispute and then sends the information to the creditor and they either validate the information, correct the information or remove the information. Um, in this particular case, it simply seems like Equifax kept verifying that the information was correct 
Um, but the technical aspect was that. Well, it gets more egregious. The only way they could verify that this was correct is if Navient kept misinforming them of the status of the account. Navient knew these accounts were closed and paid off, but they were still giving misinformation to Equifax. And that's where the that's where a, a big part of the complaint lies. And that's up to I think that's up to to figure out or I I would actually assume that that's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, I would think that if Navient supplied the correct information to the other two bureaus that they're not supplying specifically incorrect information to Equifax. I agree. I think that what what happens, guys, all the time in credit repair is when an account gets disputed, the bureau simply tries to verify that, that the account belongs to the consumer. And in fact, in a lot of the responses from Equifax to the consumer, the, the response specifically says, Equifax has verified that this information belongs to you. And it's like, well, I'm not disputing that this information does or does not belong to me. I'm disputing a very specific part of this trade line, which is the monthly payment that you keep reporting that I have. Uh, which is a very specific dispute on a very, you know, like a small data field of the trade line that seems to be affecting this consumer significantly. So after disputing this over and over and over, this consumer decided to sue. I find that interesting because I know that we've seen far more egregious violations of the federal Fair Credit Reporting Act from Equifax, and obviously oh, consumers don't sue. So this consumer must have had the means, I think, to hire a lawyer and go after them. Um, and I mean, he, th so that's number one. Uh, number two is he, he definitely does have a basis for, for a lawsuit, in my opinion, because he tried to resolve this the correct way exactly. for several months and did not have a resolution. So yeah, I mean, what else do you do after you've tried, done what you're supposed to do? You dispute it with the bureau, you dispute it with the creditor, you dispute it again with the bureau, and still they keep misrepresenting this you've provided them with facts actual documentation showing that your information is incorrect and you still maintain it that that to me is just okay well you deserve what you get at this point yeah and you know unfortunately m most people don't have the means to go after the bureau so when this kind of this kind of stuff happens i'm like i'm happy that you know he had the means to go after the bureau because certainly these attorneys aren't working for free um, so there's that. I'm sure they're going to correct it. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're going to correct it. And really what they're going to be fighting about is how much money are they going to have to pay him for damages. Um, this is what's interesting and it kind of caught our attention. They're claiming that as a result of the defendant's action, meaning Equifax and Navient, that the plaintiff's credit score dropped from 716 in early 2016 to below 500 as of August 2016. What? So, so in... in in, in Equifax reporting a monthly payment after the account was closed, you know, from a credit technical standpoint, I don't see how that no. would have dropped the score. No, it shouldn't at all. Yeah. The, that's to me, that's probably a stretch. Uh, there's probably other elements in play that moved the score. Certainly this error did not move the score, in no. my opinion. No, not um, at all. And this is what's interesting about the credit world, guys, is these types of lawsuits are kind of common common enough that there's an industry of what they would call credit expert witnesses mm -hmm. that either the Equifax would hire or the plaintiffs would hire in order to quantify some of these damages. So they could literally like say, hire hire us and say, in your professional opinion, you know, you're literally like on the jury stand, how would this have impacted the score? And then, you know, you would give your professional opinion. It's just like um, real like 
murder cases and stuff, but except this is credit cases. And then they could have some other expert arguing to the contrary. And so that's actually an industry in the credit industry. Because if you think about it, I mean, judges won't really know. They're not, a judge is not going to know the ins and out of why or why not Equifax doing this would drop a score. You know, we do. Um, and certainly a lawyer is probably not going to know why it would drop the score. They just would see that he had one score X and then another score Y after the incident. But us knowing what we know, we're like, no, that didn't do it. If, it I, didn't. if we look at the credit report, we'd immediately figure out, nope, actually what dropped your score was you stopped paying your bills on this date. You mm -hmm. know, we, we'd be able to pinpoint it like that. Um, so I just find this tremendously interesting that, that they're doing this. Um, and I hope that the outcome works out. I mean, it's still being litigated. Again, I'm sure they're going to delete it, the trade line from the credit report. Well, that's or, a or correct the trade line from the credit report, excuse me. Uh, and I'm pretty sure what they're going to fight over is our actual damages. Um, punitive damages. Yeah, the actual damages, punitive damages, and then attorney's fees. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's very interesting. Um, very, very interesting indeed. So, you know, the takeaway lesson in this, guys, is... Equifax uh, doesn't care? It, could, <laughs> it actually, in my opinion, Equifax gets sued the most. Yeah. Um, doesn't but care. But it can happen with TransUnion. It could happen with Equifax. Um, it, you know, Experian? Yeah, Experian, TransUnion. Um, but um, you don't have to sue. I, I, you know, I would have said that a, filing a CFPB complaint probably would have fixed this, um, in my opinion. So if you would have taken all the information that you have, filed a complaint with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, given them all the everything that you that you did, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau would have contacted Equifax, done an investigation, and then this probably would have been resolved without having to litigate. Um, but when does, when do you decide that enough is enough? I mean, if obviously he didn't know to contact the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau right. um, in order to get this resolved. He needs to listen to the show. Exactly. <laughs> You need to listen to the extra credit show. <laughs> you heard it from us right here. <laughs> but um, when do when do you decide it's time to go after him? You know, you know. Obviously, that's um, a personal decision. Obviously, you need to weigh the the cost benefit analysis of spending X amount of money, and you're going to recuperate how much. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if it, if it indeed somehow some way dropped the score, and it's the sole culprit of the score being dropped from 700 to less than 500, then that could be worth a lot of money if his credit score, because a credit score couldn't be worth a lot of money, especially if this guy is using his credit to finance things. And, you know, obviously you're talking what, about a lot of money. Which it does state in there that the that the credit that he was obtaining or, or attempting to obtain was at higher interest rate during those months. He, yeah, he, he, so there's a valid claim for damages there if mm -hmm. he's paying higher interest as a result of what mm -hmm. he calls Equifax's willful negligence. I mean, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's, that makes sense. That's a lot of the basis of these types of lawsuits. Um, actually, in this particular case, um, I just uh, I just remembered this guy. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Um, he's actually he's actually in Washington D.C. Hmm. Actually, so this guy's in Washington D.C. That's and he's a rough applying city, for man. A, He's applying for a government job and his security clearance is on hold because they found this misreporting from Equifax. Uh -huh. um, and so it's actually costing him a job. Like Ooh. he can't get a security clearance for his job. So, I mean, 
the damages can kind of keep piling up. <laughs> so yeah, I can see, I guess now that I understand that, why he's like, you know what, I'm just going to sue them because he, he can claim quite a bit of damages. Um, that's interesting, you know. I in, in speculating why the score would drop from 700 to 500, and if this is really the only reason why, my best guess is that the only way it would drop to less than 500 is if these accounts were also reporting late. Not just that he owed the payment, but that they were reporting he was not making the payment. Mm -hmm. And then he got a 30, 60, 90, 120 day late. Mm -hmm. um, that would drop the score from 700 to less than 500 in a, a short amount of time. Exactly. Especially for 13 accounts. That's Especially for 13 accounts. Devastating. Guys, you're, and that's very common for student loans that you report. You have one big loan, but it's technically 13 little, you know, little ones and they're all on the report. Uh, that's pretty common. So um, just an interesting case all around. This is this stuff is interesting, guys. It kind of helps us uh, understand the credit world. Um, if we say we encounter a similar situation with somebody who's got a problem with Navient and they got a problem with Equifax, we now understand that they've been sued before. We are not afraid to bring up this lawsuit in our communication with Equifax no. or Navient and say, hey, do you want this to happen again? You know, just to give that, that little extra umph uh as we address the bureaus to make sure they correct items on behalf of our clients so uh this is what we find interesting fascinating and i think uh hopefully you guys found some value in us sharing it with you dissecting it down and sharing our insight so that's about it for this week's show richard do you have anything um well just uh, add this to your repertoire in case you ever need to fight with the credit bureaus uh you know we, we presented you with cases in the past just keep this listed yeah absolutely you know absolutely guys and so stay tuned for some more awesome content coming up next year and that's it for this week's show we will hopefully pull out another show before the end of the year and that's it we'll see you guys next week <laughs>